This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right. Let us not leave this budget for, I just want to ask if, if, if a couple of more things. We were just talking about JAGMEET and the an announcement of the by-election. Uh, Stephen, let me throw it to you. Is this budget going to make people forget India? I don't think so. No, you know, I, uh, <laughs> the laughter no, was delayed. I thought you not. and I all laughed earlier. There is no, there is no escaping some of those pitfalls. I think people will remember those. I'm not sure yeah. people will remember corporate tax cuts going into the election. And back to my earlier point is, mm. I was expecting a shiny trinket, a gift, a surprise. Well, you're disappointed. Well, no, because that conservative in me says, good, it's not there. But but that's what I expected is is thinking about the election and all eyes are on that. This was more of a budget that I would have expected to see at the beginning of a term, right? To stimulate the economy mm-hmm. and generate some windfalls and see things that happen. Uh, but here we are, we've got this. And uh, no, there is no escaping uh, the story, uh, the photo from I India. Don't, I don't think happening. this is enough um, no. for, for India. John, let me ask you, you referenced the money to the media. We began with calls on the show, and I was a bit surprised. Like, first five calls kept mentioning it. Do you think that the, the public is, is tuned into that? No, I don't. I, I, think, uh, I think this was something that came out of left field in terms mm-hmm. of... Uh, uh, most Ontarians, uh, it, it's an interesting... Uh, Troublesome, some wonder, well, even in is. the who, media. Who's going to pick the winners and who's going to pick, gonna pick the, the losers and how do you determine... I'll, I'll do it. Who gets it? <laughs> You'll do it? <laughs> so I, I, uh, I don't find it as attractive as, say, the, uh, the accelerated depreciation, which I think is something mm-hmm. that business people... Uh, and then you, you, you talk about India. Nobody's going to forget about India because <laughs> I, I guarantee you there are at least two parties that will keep bringing it back. Uh, but you you uh, you know you you think about that in terms of uh, uh, Bill Morneau's comments last summer about small businessmen being tax cheats. Yeah, and uh, I think that's going to appear on a commercial. All somewhere. of those things are going to be continuously resonating with Canadians, and uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. David, you're you've got an ear to the ground because of your business on how people feel about things. You know, has the has the tone of the electorate changed? A lot has happened since the last election. Well, I think the tone has been is much more cynical. I think you know Trudeau got elected on a, a wave of hope, and I think people felt really good mm-hmm. about that sunny, sunny ways. Sunny ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, what surprised you know Stephen described it as trinkets. What surprised me with that statement was there wasn't anything that mapped back to this was all reactionary to what the United States is doing and what conservatives are pushing for. The you know some of the big things that that people were really interested in affordable housing, uh, making life more affordable. All of those things are missing for. The regular person. And pipelines, man. Pipelines, yeah. The like you know, I agree with John on the accelerated depreciation. I understand what that is. For most people, they're like, I don't know, yeah. I'm not getting accelerated on my depreciation. And, <laughs> yeah, nobody's you know, accelerating. But, but my rent but my rent is still going up, my my cost of living yeah. is still going up. And you know, then there's all these mm-hmm. other issues that the, that they trumpeted, you know, clean water and First Nations, all these things that are important. They were all that was silent in that yesterday, and I think that mm-hmm. that's you know that's one of the things that they're going to have to address in the in the weeks and months coming up uh, towards the next election because people won't forget about that and no, others, will, I think not, others learned, will not let oh, them forget about I know. About it. I was just going to say, I'm sure they've learned their lesson. They're not going to make any large promises in the Indigenous file anymore because they've got a bit, bit of trouble there. Well, Stephen, I, you look like just, a man uh, with a thought. I, but just, just, <laughs> I don't want to leave that little piece yeah. there on uh, pumping up 
the media industry. And mm -hmm. I, I <laughs> want to hit a red <laughs> alert on that. Mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of concerns with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's, a, there's some good stories on this, but essentially the, the idea is, is they would be putting money into uh, media, into news reporting to try to preserve the industry. So, you know, uh, red flag number one is just, you know, corporate welfare, right? And, and is that a sustainable plan in the long term? But where it gets more concerning is when you've got a political entity that is doling out money. And uh, are the, you beholden it, uh, to them? And are are the media political? I, I, I don't. Certainly, they are, right? And well, so, if you hire a bunch of investigative reporters and they start doubling down on the liberal government, how's that going to go? And exactly. I mean, it, it should be totally um, on board here. So on, we, we get into this at city council with grants, right? Mm -hmm. And and so there there is always this magnifying yeah. glass that goes on to the money that we hand out to different groups to promote public policy. And there's always that concern that if you hand out money and you end up in this position of conflict between the sitting government and that other grant recipient about their idea of public policy, well, is that really helpful with taxpayers' money? And you know, and as you're talking, this is a great example. Let me throw it over to John. What about the summer jobs program? I was it's just only, thinking about yeah, that. Was, yeah. you know, we've, it, it, that's <clears throat> still fresh in the fridge Absolutely. When you it? have a government whose ideology is driving whether mm -hmm. or not you're going to get your grant, uh, this is the same thing. You can't. It it it, in, it has the same implication. Whether it's delivered the same way or will remain to be seen. But but in the summer jobs mm -hmm. program, it was left up to MPs previously, and in, in the government I served under, uh, you you helped to find all of the job creation you could within within your uh, writing. And today, unless you signed that one acknowledgement, you weren't on the list. All right, I'm going to switch while we still have a few more minutes to what may be a good sign. In uh, the province of Ontario, we have MPP Amanda Samard breaking ranks with Premier Ford and the PCs and criticizing the Premier over the French language issue. Looks like good news to me. Are we developing perhaps a tolerance for some dissension? What do you think, David? <laughs> Am I getting too optimistic here? Well, I, I think you're you're putting you're giving too much credit there. This is the first, you know, voice of dissension we've seen in this government. Right? It's only six months old. I think she did the right thing. I think she was very eloquent and very um, uh, did a really good job in the way she yeah. executed that. I you know I give full marks on that. What is going to be interesting is to see if she gets punished or not on whether she's allowed to, to speak her and voice. That is and that's, the big thing. That's here. what we need to see. But you know, bravo to her and full marks. Stephen, is that something we should be watching? And again, you know, we're referencing the United States, lots of talk about whether uh, the president people have to show fealty in certain areas of the media. And we see it here all the time within a party. People are asked to vote for an individual. We double deep down on who they are, what they've done, and so many people in politics and they say it to me, and you've been in politics, John. Once you get there, do you get to really vote with your heart? Unless we forget, oh. this is, the federal government, when it came to abortion, that wasn't so true. Well, I, I, I see this all the time at City Hall. I, I get torn between issues yes. that are local in nature and also city building in nature. And you have to figure out, as an elected official, elected by a group of constituents that you have a duty to, how are you best going to represent them? And sometimes those two sides of the coin, the city building idea and the local idea, 
you know, can't square. And, uh, you know, I often take the side of the, I do, I take the side of my local residents. That's the lens that because I use. Because they, they're the people who elect you. And and they've put their trust in me to serve their best interests. And that's what I wonder if this is what this situation is. She's a Francophone. She's mm-hmm. from a, a, a French um, part of the province on the Quebec border. Yeah, if she doesn't and do this. This is local yeah. in nature. And, you know, that I think is expected even in a party system. It's how she does it. And I think it will be interesting to see how the premier reacts on this. Exactly. That is the key, how he reacts. Would you agree, John? You've been an elected official. Well, I totally agree. I, but I, I do believe that uh, there's a lot more work needs to be done behind the scenes, lobbying the leader, lobbying the her, uh, her minister. And uh, you don't go public and break ranks unless you've done all of your... Your, uh, and don't you got, I got first. a sense, I wondered if that has already happened. And what's your gut say on this when you look at I it? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. And that's part of it. What do you do? You go and you say, look, I may say some <clears throat> things that disagree with the party. What? Here's my... Here's my Absolutely. I think you have to stand up for your constituents mm-hmm. and you have to be visible. But and it doesn't I, happen. We know that doesn't happen well, all the time. But it, it there's a lot of work that does go on behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. you brought up that other issue mm-hmm. of abortion. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you're referring to the, the vote in the House with mm-hmm. uh, the Harper government, mm-hmm. but uh, there were lots of members who just vehemently did not, or, uh, um, were, were opposed to the uh, the motion that was put forward, and they stood up and were counted. I know, but the, the, and, they, and they all had to punished. vote together in the liberal, yeah. in the federal liberal government. Absolutely, here, so. same thing happens. So, uh, you, you know, I think you've got to have a voice. All right, and we have had a voice. What a pleasure having you all for the for the panel. David Wills, Senior Vice President of Media Profile, which of course is a leading Toronto public relations agency. Stephen Holliday, Deputy Mayor, Councillor, Ward 3, Etobicoke Centre. John Carmichael, CEO, Interim Registrar, Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council, Canadian business leader, and a former Conservative Member of Parliament. Thank you, gentlemen. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank All you. right, we are going to take a break, and then it is hour three. I'm Arlene Bunn, and here for John Oakley. We're not finished yet. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.